Welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Sislanko, pastor of Saints Isadora and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut, part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vassar, Parish Director of Communications, and this is Season 3, Episode 21 for the 7th Sunday of Easter, May 24th, 2020. Our Gospel reading is from John, Chapter 17, Verses 1 through 11a. Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Give glory to your Son, so that your Son may glorify you, just as you gave him authority over all people, so that your Son may give eternal life to all you gave him. Now this is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God, and the one whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work that you gave me to do. Now glorify me, Father, with you with the glory that I had with you before the world began. I revealed your name to those whom you gave me out of the world. They belonged to you, and you gave them to me, and they have kept their word. Now they know that everything you gave me is from you, because the words you gave to me I have given to them, and they accepted them and truly understood that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for the ones you have given me, because they are yours, and everything of mine is yours, and everything of yours is mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I will no longer be in the world, but they are in the world, while I am coming to you. The Gospel of the Lord. What does our faith or our religion do for us? What does our faith or our religion do for us? I think sometimes folks believe that their association with faith and specifically the Catholic faith that we all profess has something exclusively and only to do with the attainment of personal salvation, meriting of God's divine favor, achieving some eternal goal. They wrongly see their association with their faith, the recitation of prayers and its practice, as somehow providing them with the ticket that is necessary to get on the salvation train. Or that somehow, through virtuous living, they will achieve a free pass to salvation. We make a mistake in overly privatizing our experience and need of faith. We can overly privatize how we see religion so that it becomes solely about ourselves and little else. If we look at our Catholic faith, grounded in its Judeo-Christian roots, we can begin to see that there are some particular truths, eternal all-abiding truths 
that a human being can gain from an understanding of what that faith is really all about. Our faith has the power and the ability to ground us in the truth of ourselves, to remind us that we're not here on this earth just because, but that our very being, the creation of ourself, comes from the loving work and power of God. That God's power, God's presence is infused and alive in all things and continues to guide the steps of not only my life, but of our world. Our faith has the power to direct us to primordial values that are essential to being human, that bring out the best of who we are and organize our relationships with our brothers and sisters and the world in which we live. It is our faith that tells us how blessed we are, but how broken especially through the reality of sin, humanity can become. Our faith teaches us about the tremendous mercy of God and of the forgiveness that we so desperately need to receive for our transgressions and errors. Our faith also has the power to direct us on the mission that we are called to embrace, the mission of the gospel preached by Jesus Christ, a gospel meant to be proclaimed to all corners of the world. Our faith also has the power to orientate us to our eternal self, to realize that what we see and experience here is only a glimmer of who we are meant to be and what we are meant to become. There is so much power and so much to be had from a possession of faith and an association with religion. It is sad that so many find faith and religion somewhat irrelevant these days. The faith and our practice thereof is also tied into our dreams, our dreams. As we consider ourselves today of where our lives have come and where they are going, of what matters most to us and we consider those whom we surround around ourselves and who have a claim on our specific love, what are our dreams? As we begin to quiet ourselves a bit, what is it that we truly hope to achieve and desire? You see, our faith is also tied explicitly into our dreams of how we see ourselves, those around us, and what we expect to acquire from life. 
our dreams. What are you dreaming of today? As we move through society, as we organize our lives, our dreams can become very personal and sometimes a bit too myopic. We can see our dreams only in relationship to what we think we need, what we want to preserve, what we see as important, what we need to have, what we want to acquire, what we want to maintain. And sometimes those dreams can seem to be somewhat authentic, worthy to pursue. But in the end, the only thing they really pursue is self-preservation this side of the grave. We can even see that displaying itself as we look at the society in which we live. Going after, for example, the American dream of working and putting all of our efforts into achieving a lifestyle that is comfortable, that is secure, that is sustainable, and considering little else is really just another way of saying, I'm pursuing a self-focused dream. The only corrective to a self-focused dream is when we allow our faith, our religion, to direct us to the greater dream that is part and parcel, sum and total, of what it means to be a human being, a faithful human being. And that's the gospel dream. It's the dream that was dreamt by Jesus Christ as he looked at the poorest of humanity, as he looked at those around him crying out for acceptance and love, as he began to preach the Beatitudes, which are really an expression of God's dream for all of us. And so it really begs the question for each one of us today, to what extent is God's dream our dream? You see, because as much as we treasure the liberties that we've received at the sacrifice of so many lives that fought to preserve them, there are many in all corners of the earth that would really, really and truly desire to have just a small measure of what we take for granted every day. But you see, bringing God's dream into our dream requires self-sacrifice. It requires that we leave our personal concerns and our cares and our goals aside to work toward 
something greater, something more inclusive, something more encompassing. Pope Francis, in the joy of the gospel, says that authentic faith really is geared toward accomplishing three things, three things. The first is changing the world, changing the world. The second is transmitting values, transmitting values. And the third is leaving the earth somehow better than it was before. So these three things speak of an authentic faith and truly begin to define the Christian. And if you look at the lives of people like St. Teresa of Calcutta or St. Francis of Assisi, both of whom Pope Francis references, we see that they embody this gospel dream that is orientated toward the accomplishment of all three of those realities, changing the world, transmitting values, and somehow leaving the earth better than when we found it. And so how do our lives seek to attain those lofty goals? It is a tall order. And we may find ourselves saying, well, how can I change the world? How can I transmit values? How can I somehow leave the world better? Well, all of us can do that, even if we begin by taking baby steps, doing one small thing at a time, one act of kindness with love, one gesture that makes the life of another person better, a mindset that thinks less about what I need first and replaces that with what you need first. There are many ways that we can accomplish the dream of the gospel, but the person of faith needs to realize above and beyond that it's not a task that they can accomplish on their own. It's not done just through human effort, but it's done through the power of God. It is only when we clear the space within so that God can work in and through us when we step out of the way and see ourselves as servants of the Almighty that we can begin to see as God sees, hear as God hears, touch as God touch, and love 
as God loves and so embark upon the journey of transformation that we are called to pursue. Because if we do not, the gospel dream will not be realized and change will not occur. The transmittal of values will fail and the earth will not be better because we have been present upon it. Is that the legacy we wish to leave behind? Is that the price we're willing to pay? Father Mark Sislenko is the pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Learn more about our parish community at isidoreandmaria.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our music comes free of charge from Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening. <laughs>